Wrestling Ruined, Wrestling's Worst Years, Episode 13. I am your host, the extravagant, the incomparable Eddie Shepard. Are, are we sure this is Episode 13? This is Episode 13. <laughs> they don't know that because I edited it out of the last one. <laughs> but I am Eddie Shepard along with... Tickle shits, Travis Lasker. <laughs> tickle shits. Okay, well, nobody tickle him over there. <laughs> uh, I'm Brandon A. Lane, your rating and defending podcast champion, and it's Super Pod Saturday. Super Pod Saturday. Coming up, uh, our next Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Thank you very much. <laughs> our next, our next episode after the episode you're going to be listening to right now, which will be WCW Uncensored. Yeah, guys. On, on that day, uh, we'll be going live uh, to celebrate the birth of our uh, Generalissimo. Uh, sitting here, uh, Eddie James Shepard, and he's going to take a shot at the most decorated champion in wrestling ruined history, longest reign, most reigns. Most five star inaugural, inaugural champion. I mean, most five star appearances. Uh, you said you, you said when you, you give yourself the title. You said shot, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to do shots." And I was like, really I'm going to do shots of wheatgrass. Oh. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever guy blow. <laughs> you were sweet. It's like, a, a grandma's boy reference. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I I apologize for not getting the reference. I, I got kind of scared there. I was like, wait a minute. There's going to be alcohol at this party, right? <laughs> yes, there will be alcohol at this party. <laughs> Guys, before we start rolling, big things kind of going on right now. Big things uh, pop. Well, this one's kind of a downer. Uh, Paul Orndorff just passed away, guys. How do you know, y'all feel about that? Uh, for the for the simple fact that he was a cohort of um, of uh, Roddy Piper, one of my all time favorites, uh, he he got the uh, you know, six shot salute from me that night. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Mister Wonderful. Main main event of WrestleMania one, big big aspect of the uh, rock and wrestling. Uh, uh, he, huge run with yeah. Hogan. Uh, that, he, uh, the, cage the, match. The Benedict Arnold moment yeah. where he turned on him and, you know, the drives him and infamous and cage match. Uh, yeah. Then he beat the shit out of Vader with a flip flops. With flip flops on. Yeah. And, uh, and had a, uh, the, a, a tremendous tag team with a pretty Paul don't, Roma. Don't you dare to <laughs> sully his name by saying that, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Don't. <laughs> I, I apologize. It did happen. But you... It was. It is terrific. You you actually posted something that was a very interesting fact, that all of Hulk Hogan's opponents from WrestleMania 1 through 6 are now uh, no longer with us. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. And uh, a shout out to, to JB Hindu. Uh, for saying we got to protect Sid and and, no. and, and and Travis was like nah nah, nah. <laughs> no slaughter slaughter he said Sid well, slaughter well, sla- yeah uh, Sid's eight, eight slaughter eight, seven. seven slaughter's getting up there that's yeah, all the same I mean yeah really quick that fucking ultimate Sergeant Slaughter is badass we don't have time to go into detail and the backstory of why this is significant and the whole the thing that they're trying to harp on yeah that's true and then the the history of him you know joining the AWA and you know and Vern letting him do it and Vince not letting him do it. G.I. Joe. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I want both. I want the black card, but I don't know how to get it because it's Chase. Also, another thing I want to reach on, I mean, R.I.P. Mr. Wonderful, you will be missed, but moving forward, we talked about this and you uh, sent me a message about uh, uh, Fat Tony having a reason for why uh, the main event often happens at the beginning of shows instead of the end. Well, during that time, it was the way in which uh, like the quarter the quarter hour uh, Nielsen ratings were tallied. It wasn't like okay, if you watch a YouTube video, uh, you get a, you get you get one view, 
It doesn't matter if you watch the entire thing or you watch 10 seconds, it gets a view. So that's sort of like the how they were tallied back then. So for that quarter hour, this is how many people you have. And uh, they wanted uh, the ad revenue for the beginning of a show to sort of be front-loaded, I guess. And I'm, I'm probably butchering all this. Fat Tony, where are you at when I need you? Um, but it has it's you know, dumb money. And they, but on, that's the most logical reason and, for that. And they would say it's to put the main event on to suck the viewer in, is what the wrestling pun- pundits would say. But I would rather it makes be, a lot of sense. I would rather be sucked in than <laughs> sucked off. I would rather be sucked off. That's, well, well, I was going to say uh, or, raw. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I will say one thing about Mr. Loop it up if you're going to suck. <laughs> one thing about Mr. Wonderful right quick. Uh, did you know that he is the only individual superstar to get a tape from the UWF when it was in existence? Thank you, uh, Herb Abrams. Abrams. We got a Mr. <laughs> Wonderful tape, and I do have that bad boy if anybody wants it. Just so. <laughs> so, really quick before we kind of roll into our ads, uh, Travis got caught in traffic today, so I got off a little bit early from work. Uh, I um, I came in. I am pissed. Yeah, I, I came in and I was like, Brandon, let's let's watch NXT UK. Uh, so we watched it. As pretty good show. Tyler Bay had a great match on. Yeah, there. yeah, defending his uh, the, the the Heritage, Heritage Cup. Cup. And uh, next week we're getting the the rematch of uh, my favorite match of well, the, the past. What they said in there is that Walter was hurt, so the match will not will oh, now not happen. I wasn't he has a severe left hand injury. Well, that's what they were saying. You're going to Well, I would too if I was NXT UK champion. But, For over 800 days. Yeah. But uh, we, we, watched, we watched that, and then we rolled into, and we saw the ECW section, and they had the return of the Funker, which I had mentioned on our uh, Let's Get Extreme segment. Uh, and, dude, holy shit, that show fucking is terrible. Talk about the tracking really quick. Okay, so back in the grandpa days uh, where we grew up, you had this thing called a VCR, and you would put it in there, and if your parents were poor um, and they didn't get you a forehead VCR, you'd have tracking issues from time to time. And this entire fucking show, there's a tag team match uh, with Jay- Mikey, Mikey, Mikey Whipwreck, uh, some uh, dude Hack Myers. Hack Myers, and then uh, Jason, the, the world's most sexiest man or whatever, and then some, some dude who is like shorter than me, who they were referring to as a giant, which is a funny rib, uh, <laughs> but there's like shit tracking problems. The entire like you can't match. can't see anything. And so we're trying to figure out, A, does WWE just have a shit copy of this and they don't care enough to track a better copy down, or did... Paul Lee released this video with the tracking problems and see if he did, did he release it in such shitty quality to prevent from people realizing how bad this match was? Dude, it was fucking terrible. I'm pretty sure that that's probably the master tape. I mean, it's gotta be. I mean, unless they, because you remember they used to sell through RF video. All the well, they, they say it's an exclusive, like it's like a extreme release. They like Joey Styles keeps saying that. So like, our, they used to sell their stuff through RF video, and you can still get a lot of it on RF video. And that's the, the po- and that's the point I'm trying to say. Does the does WWE just have a shit copy that they got from Paul Heyman when they bought the library, or? Actually, on the VHS release. Well, how about does I make that the purchase of the week next week? Let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> well, guys, uh, before we you know, before we get rolling, we're going to kick to our ads. And uh, when we get back, we'll start rolling on this episode of Raw. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. 
Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. From the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast. Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in depth movie retrospectives and interviews with cast and crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. <laughs> God damn! Those fucking ads! I hope they're not untitled. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> you just kept that I'm my... leaving it in. Fuck it. Uh, oh man, before we start rolling with the, with the show, guys, tonight's the first night. We're recording literally a day before this episode releases. Uh, crowds are going to be back with WWE tonight, the first the first SmackDown show. I think this is a nice thing. Uh, speaking of that... Turned out uh, Finn Balor returning tonight, oh, SmackDown as well. That'd be interesting. Uh, on top of that, guys, we didn't really get to talk. Uh, NGW had a kick-ass show. Appreciate everyone who came out. We sold. Uh, we had over 300 people there. Yeah, buddy. I had over 300 people there. Packed house. Great, great show. And uh, appreciate everything. I, 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 I was unable to attend because of my shitty work schedule. However, uh, Davey Richards, big fan of him. And our buddy Matt Cross had a, uh, an excellent match from what I've been told. And I want to, to point something out to each and every one of you uh, naysayers out there who were like, oh, but he doesn't show up. Oh, we took um, the long road on they, that one. They will, uh, they will uh, accept your... Uh, you know, you're, yeah, because Davy Richards, your penance. Da- da- your penance. Davey yes. Richards had a habit, I guess, no showing shows because he was injured. Um, so someone was like, "Hundred bucks that he doesn't show." And they tagged Ethan Page in it. So after me and Cody started tracking everyone down, like, like it, it reminded me of uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and he's like, "You motherfuckers!" <laughs> you say Jay and Silent Bob were quote fucking clown shoes. So we did it, and I, I, I tagged the dude in, and I said, "Hey man, we're we accept that uh, that hundred dollars." Uh, are are we getting his? Uh, info and are we going to show up on his doorstep? <laughs> we should and ask him if he, he said this and then punch him in the stomach. He said he goes. He's like he's like when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You guys were right. He he said that. Well, so. good for him. We we appreciate that. We still good job we, you we, smart Mark. You fucking idiot. We still expect that money. I don't know why I care so much. I'm not getting that money. Really quick though, I told Brandon I was going to share this story before we finally get rolling. Uh, Davy Richards and Matt Cross had this great match. We had you know the whole show was awesome, but uh, D- Davy Richards. 
and Matt had this match, and after the the show was over with, I went home immediately. I got home around midnight. I woke up at five to be to work at six, and I worked that entire day. So fucking tired. I get a voice message from Rich Swan right as I get off work saying, Eddie, bring that ass over here. Uh, bring 2K19 over here so I can whoop that ass. So I, I fucking laughed really hard. So I went over to the... They all rented a cabin, and when I got there, it was uh, Sue Young, Rich... Uh, I missed uh, Facade and uh, Danny, Mo and Jason Kincaid, but Matt Cross was still there. And Matt looked at me and he goes, why did the fuck did you guys put me in there with Davey Richards? And I was like, what? Because he always busts my balls. Because, you know, Cody's the one that, that brought him in. We just worked out that match. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, like, he's like, this motherfucker, does he not know that it's pretend fighting? <laughs> he goes, he's like, he shows me this clip and Davey Richards catches him with a form. They go back and forth. Davey hits him with two, and then Davey hits the ropes and comes flying with a form and literally knocks Matt Cross out during the match. Oh, shit. And, like, you can't tell because Matt's still on his feet, but he's literally knocked out. He goes, you know that feeling when you see white? I saw white. <laughs> so, he's like, motherfuckers keep putting me in there with people. But uh, great great crowd, great show. Uh, we'll talk more about NGW later on. Um, but, guys, let's get rolling on this episode. This is uh, your March 13th, 1995, Monday Night Raw. Uh, pull up your peacock. Um, we're going to start it. Don't pull out your peacock. Yeah, but this is a. I don't, actually, we don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's your I'm not. I'm not. Kink, Brandon, I'm not kink shaming you. Brandon had to put pants on for us to come over. Yeah, so. and uh, and I've made it known I, that I was having a good dick day, and uh, I'm offended <laughs> that I had to cover that shit up. I, spit I didn't tell you what you had to pull. Put them all. I told him the same. Well, thing. I didn't want to make you guys feel inadequate or anything. <laughs> I would have. But if you pull up, if you pull up peacock, it says season three, episode ten, uh, and we're going to start in three, two. One, play. Hello, you. Oh, I might want to turn that thing. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler. Vince McMahon. Guys, this feud has been going on for two fucking years. Yeah, because Jerry Lawler can't stop touching little girls. That's the ugliest. Oh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. That's the ugliest crown they ever used. L- literally, though, like this, this feud should have ended in like middle of '94. We'll, we'll talk about this too. They're, they're going to keep hammering home that he's a racist. I love Brett. I love not Brett. I love Vince McMahon's expressions here. Like, oh my god, that is an awful this? looking suit Vince is wearing back here too. Why are you saying this? Oh my god. Come on, man. Oh, oh no. Shout, I, shout out to Skip this. for finding me a, uh, a Vince McMahon at McKay's for like five bucks. <laughs> Jay, Jay Lawler's great, though. He's just like, you're a racist, Bret Hart. I, he's into it. I think he really believed he growing was up, Growing up in Tennessee, and even though like I'm from East Tennessee and, and Jerry's a little more out West, the, the legend of, of fucking Jerry Lawler was just so much bigger than like a lot of the other like local like legends, you know, Ron and Don Wright and then people like that. He's dirty white boy. So did you come in your pants when you pulled the strap down? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Out of respect. I'm not a fucking barbarian. We'll see him later on. I remember <laughs> I remember when he was on a KFW show one time and he cut a promo for twenty five minutes and maybe had a match for three. I do remember that. I have no idea what you're talking about. What <laughs> what's a show? It was the one with the drug girl sitting in her laps and fell oh, between the chairs. You know what? I will, I will acknowledge that. That was a funny story. So we went to this show. Yeah, I'm not going to mention what show it was, uh, even though Travis heard it. Uh, uh, because a good buddy of ours, Cody, was uh, wrestling on it. And um, this drunk girl sat in our lap and just like was all over us. Turns out she was dating Chase Owens at the time. Oh, man, Ch- Chase Owens of the Bullet Club, Chase Owens? Yes. Oh, man, Chase 
Chase Owens' nose is as big as my torso, by the way. Um, great wrestler, though. Yeah, he's all right. Um, <laughs> I think he's a great wrestler. He's better than Barry Allen, who invented the the, uh, the Bullet Club. <laughs> he's he's not Allen? better than Danny Rainbow's, though. Well, no. fuck no. Actually, guys, do you guys... Okay, I, I talked to Danny the other day. Avid listener of the podcast, I understand. Um, yeah, he, well, I mean, he doesn't like this podcast as much as he likes rants. Because, um, I mean, he it's sort of like one of those things, like, if you're a butcher, you don't want to talk shop when you're off work. Um, but but we did talk a little bit about wrestling, and and he was like, you know, I, I just did some wrestling in Atlanta. I'm like, what the fuck are you, are you telling me specifically? And he's like... Maybe uh, I can't really I can't really tell you because of contractual stuff, but I just want to say that Danny may be wearing a mask again. Oh shit! Uh, oh shit! So let, let's just uh, I'll just leave it at that. Us oh, ramblers over here are getting excited. Yeah, I got a ramblers. Well, I've been pitching our umbrella like just a you know constant. It's like a diamond in a, in a fucking <laughs> a snowstorm over here. So right now, guys, this is week one of uh, three of three tapings. This, of course, is the live episode that they do taking place March thirteenth, nineteen ninety five, at the Memorial Civic Auditorium in Stockton, California. Uh, this match originally was supposed to be the one two three kid and. Uh, Bob Holly uh, versus the Blue Brothers. However, uh, his they, race car broke down. Blame it on the rain. That's what they race did. Race car drivers can't drive, right? Cornette blames Bob Holly's <laughs> lousy driver uh, that he's a lousy driver and can't drive in a storm without having a wreck. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, another thing, also, Cornette says is Bob Holly is racing on Saturday. Cornette can't wait to see him flop there too. <laughs> oh man, I love that the friggin' SS brothers get the first match. Yeah, speaking they, of they, they, they pull in the head shrinkers though from out of nowhere, like out of their butt cracks. Yeah, so when the when the Blue Brothers came out, um, me, I noticed this immediately, but I heard their music. Do you know whose music they recycled as for someone else in '95? Their music. Yeah, Ahmed Johnson. So, as, well, what was it that you said that they did? Uh, I, real, I'm pretty sure that Jim Johnson just took the uh, the backing track and then just added like more drums, black to it. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm, like like, I, like I, funk, yeah, 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 a little more, a little more, you know, a little. A yeah. more hip-hop and soul to it. <laughs> he said, well, he said it, they took the white out of it because he said it has like the hillbilly yeah, banjos. Well, that, yeah, that's probably the, the nicer way. But I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but it has more of a, you know, like a... I mean, there, there's like banjos and shit in their version, but it's still that percussion in the background. It's the, it's the same. And uh, they added a little more... Barbarian's little, off the uh, juice here. A little hip-hop. Yeah. Sorry, Sione's off yeah. the juice here. It, it's funny because I was telling Brandon, I never realized this, but uh, this version, incarnation of the... Uh, head shrinkers has they have boots on, and it's mm-hmm. weird. Uh, you start to see more of the make a difference for uh, <laughs> Fatu. <laughs> I was about to ask, do you think this match made a difference in Fatu's career? Well, and you, but... he starts doing more dancing stuff, which is weird because he's not really like a head shrinker anymore. He's more well, like they're they're pretty they're local at this point in California. Like they're from around this area. Oh, That's yeah. where they're off and seek his training. School yeah, this is where they time. this is where they shrink heads. Well, then. you were talking to uh, Travis about uh, uh, Barbarian being off the juice. He looks tiny compared to uh, Ron Don Harris here. Jacob and Neil Blue. Oh, you know which one's which? <laughs> no, no, no. That's why racist one, racist two. Let me knock SS1, this one. Let me knock this out, guys, because this is the pretty much the last time we see the head shrinkers in WWF. Uh, so this is a head shrinkers retrospective. <laughs> he did knock the fuck out of him right there. That was great. Knock the racist out of him. 
Do you, do you think that there was any racial tension in, in this in this match, or are they not brown enough for them to hate them? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I don't know. Fatu was pretty into hip hop and stuff, so yeah, probably. Some well, they, yeah, but that's not. I mean, that that's just hatred. Well, that's I'm not, just saying not, the Blue Brothers, if they weren't right, they, if they weren't white, they weren't right <laughs> in their eyes. Pretty sure that's how they thought with their SSS you, SS tattoos. Let me let me do this with respect. <laughs> 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 the, they originated as the Samoan SWAT team in 1987 with Samu and Fatu. Samu and Fatu next appeared for a world-class championship wrestling. The team was presented as an unstoppable force, even allowed to beat uh, Carrie and Kevin for the WCCW tag titles in August of 88. Uh, they made their pay-per-view debut at the Super Clash 3 AWA, uh, which is the only pay-per-view that the AWA ever presented. Uh, the Samoans successfully defended their WCCW tag titles, and in the beginning of 89, they left WCCW, forcing the tag titles to be vacated. So they never lost them. Can't, can't lose going the way out, brother. Uh, they signed with Jim, Jim Crockett Promotions and was uh, brought in as uh, as Paul E. Dangerously's replacement for the original Midnight Express, who left the promotion. Yeah, uh, Randy Rose and um, uh, Loverboy Dennis. Loverboy yeah. Dennis. Uh, in the fall of 89, Paul Lee was phased out, and the Samoans were given a new manager, the big kahuna Oliver Humperdinck, because that's what you think of when you think of Samoan. Oliver Humperdinck gets stuck in the worst positions. Um, you know, just <laughs> phrasing. I meant what I said. <laughs> <laughs> for the remainder of the uh, for the Samoan SWAT team's t- time in WCW uh, in 1989, Fatu and the Samoan Savage competed under the new name, the New Wild Samoans, while Samu worked a few singles. Uh, anytime, they, anytime it says new, it's not good. You know, it's not good. They left WCW in the summer of '90. Uh, the Samoan SWAT team worked for a number of independent promotions across pretty much the the, the world, uh, often teaming with uh, Rodney, who competed as Coquina Maximus, who ended up being Yokozuna. In '92, you're telling me he's not Japanese? No, okay. not at all. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's too real, damn it. In 92, Samu and Fatu signed with the WWF, managed by Samu's father, Afa. A team changed their name to the Head Shrinkers. They, uh, that's not racist. They first made their appearance when they helped uh, Money, Inc. beat the natural, natural Disasters to win the tag titles. Uh, in March of 94, the Head Shrinkers turned face and challenged then-tag team champions the Quebecers with the addition of manager Lou Albano, which they won gold on uh, May 2nd, 1994. Lou Albano, also another guy like getting stuck in just so, like the worst position. So th- like- this was a year ago that they won the tag titles, and this is what they ca- kind of came to now, which I think it took them... They were in the, they were in the company for two years well, before well, they won tag about titles. About to say, some who left and then they pushed into Barbarian. Well, we're getting there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, their tag title run came to a surprising end on an untelevised card in August of uh, 94 where they right lost the titles to. Right before SummerSlam, Sean and Diesel. They lost them to Sean and Diesel. Soon after the title change, uh, sa- no, sorry, sorry, dudes with attitude. <laughs> Diesel power, baby. Soon after the title title change, Samu left the WWF to recover from injuries and was replaced by Sione. Drug addiction. The kayfabe reason given to Samu's departure was that he <laughs> ate some bad fish and got a disease. Oh. And was not coping well with manager Lou Albano's <laughs> attempts to civilize the head shrinkers, especially he, wearing boots. He got the brain of a dehydra- dehydrated BB. <laughs> the new combination was only uh, was made only uh, they only made one pay per view appearance, which was the '94 uh, Survivor Series. Which did they work? Uh, did they work the Rumble? I don't think they did. 
No, I don't think they were in the rubble. I have erased that shit from my Didn't memory. Dude, it was so bad. The I only other notable appearance so. uh, of Fatu and Sioni was part of the tag tournament to crown tag champions, which we just got got you know through. Uh, and then in July, the head shrinkers dissolved uh, as Sioni left the WWF for WCW. WCW. Joining yeah. the Faces of Fear. Yeah. Uh, a, a fucking tag team that should have been a fuck, fucking monsters, but were never presented anything f- more as just slight obstacles. Look at and f- then they made them feud with each other, Ming and Barbarian, like they feud with each other within Jimmy Hart's. Over over who's the most more badass. Look at it, look at it. Uh, we'll say, Fox, he's doing all these dances. The crowd's eating it up. The crowd, they're, you know they're, they're the the crowd is surprisingly you know what, into this match. You know what the big scar is? Ooh. Was, uh, uh, stomach? That's where he got shot, wasn't it? Yep, damn right. He got shot in drop by shooting. That's oh. wild. Lucky so, him, he didn't. So die. this this match kind of comes to an abrupt finish. The idea to me, it, we, it was well, very hard hitting. Though. We can talk about it later, but I think the idea was to put the Blue Brothers over as a threat for their match with Bulldog and Luger at Mania, um, which I think they were going to end up beating uh, the Kid and Bob Holly since they were former tag champions, kind of giving them kind of a rub out of it. Um, but not a bad match. Uh, I mean, man. I know I talked over with the retrospective. It's not a bad match. And isn't this the first show with the striped shirts? For the riffs? I believe it is. And they got the new logos on the sleeve. They do. I fucking hate that logo. I hate that they still have the old logo on the screen, though. Yeah, like... I, but, the, the original... Vince still got the old logo on his stupid turtleneck. What a the block, fucking loser. The block WWF logo is so nice and clean and regal. Like, and, uh, whoever designed that should be commended because it's it's so identifiable. And then how do they make it new? They turn it slightly to the left. And, and add, add a background to it. It's so what, dumb. Why are you wearing a fucking turtleneck indoors and it's blue and not red for all? Does anybody got anything to say about this? Coming at you like a pack of wild dogs! That's all I got to say because it's whole. That's his whole fucking line. I, throw I, got some, uh, I got some pop culture stuff I can throw in <laughs> right here. Right. So, uh, do you know what the number one album was on the Billboard charts this week? Ninety five. No. Mariah Carey for March thirteenth. It would be no. It's not Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, close. Boys to Men with their album two. Yeah, huh, that's huge. I, even I remember. I that. actually watched a uh, doc. There's a new documentary about um, pop music on Netflix, and they talk. One episode's all about Boyz II Men. It's actually pretty good. Buzz pretty good little series. Yeah, they uh, they went on to do a lot of Hardy's commercials. So good for them. Carl's <laughs> um, Juniors. Here they are telling tell everybody that's going to be on LT's oh. team. Go ahead. Um, Dustin Hoffman's <laughs> movie Outbreak was the number one movie in the United States, and Madonna's Take a Bow is still number one uh, song on the charts. Damn. So it's funny because they're showing all these people that are going to be in his corner. Uh, and two of these people actually go on to wrestle for WCW. One Reggie, being Reggie, Reggie White. White. And then the next one, of course, being Steve Mongo McMichael, who is not even a a, a Packer at this time. He <sighs> is... Retired. Semi-retired, isn't he? Is, I, no, he's a bear, I thought. No, no, no. no, no, he, no he, I think he actually is on the Packers during this time. He, yeah. was, he, he was in the Bears in like 80, the 80s. Yeah, he, he ends up playing for the Packers, but then he... I think he's retired because he's because he even says he's a part of the Bears here, but like he doesn't he doesn't play anymore. Super Bowl champion in nineteen eighty five. Super Bowl. He Bears. goes straight into commentating for Nitro in the summer. Yeah, and I will say he doesn't cut a terrible promo here for it I, being like his first first one. I Mongo is my guilty pleasure, legitimately terrible terrible worker, but the dude is entertaining. Yeah. I'll give him I'll give him I hope, I hope he's doing better. Michael autograph yet? Didn't I buy you one? No. I have one. Oh, I bought <laughs> him one. That's right. You have a Steve Montgomery Michael autograph. So, they, they cut, they have, you know, the LT promo. They're talking about that. They're going to cut, cut to the corporation, the million dollar corporation, and <laughs> they're going, you're going to magically see Kama a part of this group. 
did Kama join this group in the uh, <laughs> uh, on on Superstars? I don't, I don't know. He joined them in the void. Like we don't know <laughs> if it's Superstars actions so, on. Speaking of speaking of Kama, I in this past week, not once but twice, I have purchased <laughs> elite Kama figures. Uh, one one specifically for Eddie because he's stupid. Dude, it's and, a fucking pretty cool figure. I know. Well, and it's, it's a collector's edition. It's rare. Man. It's so so dumb. And the other one is like I'm going to have uh, to sell because. I have no problem in making someone else happy uh, for their poor choices in life. <laughs> I, like, I like how each one of these guys have called out a, 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 a member of the team. I will say this comma figure, face scan, it's phenomenal. Mattel, you didn't stand me wrong. Oh, man, that was good. I mean, the tattoos and stuff, it's a nice figure, but it's still comma. <laughs> Right here is one of my favorite parts of this Raw, that they interview a big cat Ernie Ladd. Yeah, I will say Cornette even puts over Ernie Ladd and says that he respects the hell out of him. Well, WCW sucks. He's signing the background. Oh, shit. I didn't but notice that. When Vince McMahon even puts over Ernie Ladd, too, here. And it's, I mean, it, he's always had big respect for him because he was like the booker for his dad and stuff. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, Vince treated the, most of those people very well. Oh, yeah, he was in the Hall of Fame. He was in the Hall of Fame class. The, 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 yeah. the, the inaugural Hall of Fame, like the 93 yeah. Hall of Fame? Yeah. Well, it was Andre. Then it was ninety four. Is when they actually ninety four. Yep. Okay. Well, because Andre, aside from Andre, yeah. Andre was a class of his own. Ernie actually gives a really good promo, putting over how hard it is to be a professional wrestler, um, saying, "You know, he didn't make it his first year." Yeah, he said it's going to be hard. He makes it seem like LT really does have a chance of losing this match, which in reality he should. Every time, yes, get cash <laughs> check Monday. You're stealing money. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because that's what Bruce Pritchard says about like that's what he said about King Kong Bundy every time he cashed a check in the in Mid South. He's like, every time you cash a check, Bundy, you're stealing money. <laughs> the thing that I like about this segment specifically, and I and I would I think that just modern wrestling in general could take from this. And I know ninety five has a an, a bad perception generally, mm-hmm. but this feels real. And if you're going to utilize legends on your show, utilize them to put something over and not just as like, like, I don't watch Raw anymore. I don't give a fuck. And uh, Flair's my favorite of all time, but they did a whole thing where Flair got Lacey Evans pregnant and like, man, I know Flair needs the money, but fucking come on. You can do something better with legends than than shit like that. And this is a perfect example of of you utilizing somebody to make something feel important. And it does. And he's speaking honestly, speaking truthfully, but he's still being entertaining. So I give Vince credit for for having something different on this show. I like that he, like, it's cool. He's, like, talks about pride and everything. He thinks that LT's fighting on pride. And uh, then he brings, he's like, you know... You know what got Lucifer cast out of heaven, right? He's like pride, and like so he yeah, ties it back it's in. Great. He, he ties it back in to uh, things a lot of people can relate. It's to. Something that seems so out of place in '95 in WWF is something like this because everything's so cartoonish and over the top. This is real. You know what? And uh, th- this seems like something that would have been on WCW in 1993. Agreed. Yep. 100. percent And even the way it shot, even the way it shot, is well, very like the Bill Watts. This is around the Bill Watts time for WWE, isn't it though? Bill Watts, Bill Watts is way gone. Yeah, this is, is Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's around. 
Jerry okay. Jarrett's around this time. But Vince, they recorded that earlier in the day because Vince is wearing the same outfit he's doing on commentary right now. Back to the Ric Flair thing right quick. I think Lacey Evans getting pregnant screwed up that whole... I'm not saying her getting pregnant screwed up. I don't care. But like she was, she was probably have to, supposed to have a match with Charlotte at Mania. I don't care. And got, Having Ric Flair... The doing stuff he did with Randy Orton, though, last year was actually pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Where he was... <laughs> then he changed... Turns on him. Guys, we're getting Jeff Jarrett versus Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz? That's your favorite. <laughs> yeah, we have missed Jarrett. Jarrett has been like MIA because he's been on tour. Well, they, they lost the, the, the Diesel. The, the VIP has been MIA. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Guys, did you put it in your notes about what Cornette says about him here in a second in this promo? <laughs> Barry Horowitz. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I did. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. So, so Barry Barry Horowitz gets a gets a promo time here. Three things going for me. Jim Cornette goes. Hold on, Jim goes. Horowitz, what's your win loss record? Owen forever admits that he, that he's not that great. Go ahead, Travis. What, did, what were you going to say? He, Horowitz says uh, he's like, I didn't think I was talking to you, but yeah, my record's not so great in the WWF. He's like, but I've got three things going to me. I'm confident. I believe in myself. And gosh darn it, people love me. <laughs> and I've been talking to the bad guy, Mr. R.R. himself. I'm like, what's up with all these abbreviations? You freaking Jewish clown. Look at the hell. Al Franken. It's a God, I remember him being a jobber walking out with Reno Riggins as a tag team. The fucking hilarious thing is, so Jared's music, Jared's music plays, Jared entrances. They come back from break. Barry's in the ring while Jared's music's still playing. <laughs> Ultimate jobber. <laughs> but he I think he was already out there. Um, <sighs> he just they he they, kicked, did, like, they, kicked, they, they kicked him out of the ring. I'm a big fan of that gear, by the way. I like that gold gear. This is actually a pretty decent match for what it is. Well, I, I think we've talked about it, or maybe haven't. I know me and Eddie have the the zombie sailors putting out the unreleased orange card. Jeff Jarrett Hasbro. Yeah, I think I'm gonna buy that. It's pretty good. I really do feel like, guys, Jared has been missed on some of these episodes of Raw. He was, um, I, I still say he was the hottest of his entire career from the beginning of 95 until he walks out in 95. Like mid-95? Yeah. I mean, like, I guess TNA is world champion. WCW is on the downcline. But, like, I don't think he ever got as big as he oh. got right here. No, and I don't well, understand. He has been the focal point of 95 on Raw. Yeah, I don't know what I mean. Truthfully, you know, got into his head where he thinks he, you know, he could do a lot of this. I know he has a podcast, and I haven't, I haven't really been right. able to listen to anybody's podcast. He I, said that he thought that breaking them up six months into their run was not the right call. So instead of trying to do it, do it, they walked, and which when, was the dumbest thing. When ever. this was announced that he was going to be doing a podcast with Conrad, and we all love Conrad, and there's all always a quality to those podcasts. But I just, to be honest with you, I had no interest in it. But out of just one day of boredom, I started listening to it. It's good. No, oh, yeah. It's good. really good. And I give Jeff Jarrett a lot of credit because he's not like a Bischoff that will give you a roundabout answer that ultimately doesn't answer the question. Right, he's being, right very, he's being yeah. very honest. It's screwed up on that drop toe hold there. Well, at, this point, at this point, he's just an agent. He's got nothing to lose or gain, being well, honest. Here's the other mean? thing about him, like, he doesn't really pull any punches at all. Like, he goes into, like, I don't know if you've listened to the episode where he talks about how TNA almost went under yeah. in, in three uh, in three episodes because they, the guy that was supposed to be working for him for In Demand steals the money. Like, he goes into, like, granular, like, how much he was spending, how much he was doing this, how much money of his own he put in the TNA. He was broke pretty much after three episodes of TNA. Yeah. Because uh, the guy from uh, 
in demand, lied and said they had such high pay-per-view numbers when it was a fraction of that. So they were pouring more money into TNA, and then he finds out that he has no money. Fuck. Yeah, but I, I recommend the podcast. Oh, yeah. He, he, he uh, the list to the one about Hulk Hogan at the Bash at the Beach, that one is really good, too. <sighs> yeah, it was a lot of stuff that I already knew, but hearing his perspective on it was very enlightening. Yeah, like about why he would, like, in the situation he was in and yeah. stuff. Well, guys, I might have to go give that a listen. Uh, you can actually uh, watch the episode that's uh, on uh, YouTube right now. Because they're posting some of the uh, the you know the Patreon content directly on a YouTube is, after the fact. Isn't this the begin of like Barry Horowitz's run? Yes, because like he, he actually little, he wrest, I believe he wrestles Skip of the Body Donnas at Summer uh, SummerSlam and finally wins a match, and then he loses. One and another. they give him uh, uh, was it uh, uh, what's his theme song? God, is it like a dreidel or something? <laughs> no, it's not a dreidel. <laughs> Motherfucker, you are so culturally uh, un- un- culturally uncultured. I blame the North Carolina in him. That's I'm going to pat myself on the back for breaking Brandon there oh like Horrible Wits does during his matches. Jim Cornette, while this match is going on, says the only reason Pam married Tommy Lee was to make Shawn Michaels jealous, and I laughed really hard. Yeah. Uh, they, they say they're going to have the owner of the 49ers um, on here to do a uh, basically talk about WrestleMania, and then they're like, breaking news. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what He's happened not. there. If it's like some inside thing on NFL at that time or what, but it was he weird. said there was like some kind of like conference going on. About oh, Hor- Horowitz hurt his leg. Oh and my he, god, he sells a great look at the chop block, dude. The chop block to me is one of the most effective looking moves because it looks like it hurts regardless. It's, yeah. it's also funny. Like he gets like mad at Road Dog during this match. He's like, "Shut up, you idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> Why well, he's got because they're playing the seeds. It's heat, brother. It's heat. Ain't me great. Here, we Here go. it is. Figure four, baby. Yeah, not a not a bad showing for um Barry Horowitz, even though he, he did flub that one little spot. With the drop toe hold, yeah. yeah but but they, like, they recovered pretty pretty quickly. I, I got a question for you guys. I want your perspective. Do you think Jeff Jarrett should have had a different fucking finisher during this time? Uh what? I really don't know. I did like him when he got the stroke. Like, when he did the reverse Russian leg sweep? Oh, yeah. But, I, like, really during this time, what else? I, I mean, I feel like he does feel like a carbon copy of Flair because he's I doing mean, a strut. He's doing the Fargo strut. Well, but, I yeah. Mean, but I just, is, he used a swing and net breaker when he first started in, like, 93, 94, didn't he? Uh, you might be right. I mean, anybody so. that has a, that's a musician gimmick has to use that move. Shake, <laughs> and roll, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, just I just think you're, you're going to draw unwanted comparisons to Flair. To Flair, so do something different. But I guess since Flair's really the only guy doing it, I, I could see why fuck these they think he might get away with it. Well, even, even Shawn Michaels would do the uh, the figure four, four from time to time. time. Yeah. Not as a finisher, but uh, you know as a yeah. wear down spot. Then, so. then Brett took it to another level, putting him around the ring post. Yeah. God, it gives me a hard on thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to yourself. Uh, let me look. Stop what? looking at it. <laughs> hey, I'm the only one having a good dig day over here. If anybody's getting we're hard on, we both are actually having good me. dig days, but we don't want to take away from oh, your day. Yeah, this is where this is where Lawler hops around the ring on one foot, which is a clever strategy. Especially after the whole, like it, it's it, it, it's thing. clever. Like I'm surprised which, more people. I think Kofi did it in, in a rumble. Which uh, which raw is it that Lawler hit under the ring? A <laughs> rumble ninety six. Ninety six because he gets dragged yeah. out and then um, Brett Fla- uh, eliminates him. Uh, no, uh, Jake puts the snake on him. Yeah, in ninety six. 
Because so, he's wearing all gold. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's and, wearing uh, all gold. And, and that just goes to show you that, that there, there's always some sort of, there's little details that make Jerry Lawler great. This is actually a pretty good Bret Hart promo here where he talks about hating Lawler's guts. I thought he was in a bathroom when I first watched this, and then I realized it was just a He's very, he's very worried. warrior S though, wearing a fucking ball cap, because he never wore one. Well, he thought he was going to get hit in the head with a mirror. So. Plus, WWF made those stupid ones with the brown leather strap. Make a fucking black leather strap. Make it look at least It was somewhat. a cost-cutting measure. Who the fuck cares? He's going to jail for steroids anyway. He can suck dick for cigarettes and money. <laughs> Get some black straps on your hat. They might have sold better. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, shit. Guys. Oh, man. Oh, man. So I, this right here is where my peacock kept messing up, though. It will cut off on my PlayStation right here and kick me back to the beginning of the episode. Oh, right man. before the Ro- WrestleMania report with Todd. Hey, Brandon. Fucking Todd Pet- fucking yeah. Petten goes on, buddy. Got what it. you got to say about Todd this week? Does he have short have, hair this week? Have, have I mentioned <laughs> in the past 12 episodes that I hate Todd Pettengill? God, no. Lo and behold, the holy mulleted light of the Monday Night Messiah. It has returned. Well, Todd, just like Jesus, you're about to get crucified, albeit in a verbal fashion. Listen, I'll be the first to admit that I'm not God's gift to women, but dude, you make me look like Wilt Chamberlain. He's married. He's got a ring on. What do you got? Oh, I well, well like like Will Chamberlain, I, uh, a wedding band uh, did not mean very much. Um, the only way Todd Pettengill is ever going to get laid is if he crawls up the ass of a chicken. That's that's the only way he's going to get laid. Jesus Christ, look at this outfit. Why don't you ditch the tweed jacket and slip into something more comfortable like a coma? Whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. Is that too far? You don't like my sarcasm? Well. I don't like his inability to use a pair of scissors to remedy that indigo girl's lesbian hairdo he's got. He grew it back in two weeks. Todd, you may work Monday nights, but just like Monday mornings, nobody likes you. Get fucked, you fugly bitch. I'm sorry, he is putting over WrestleMania 11 hard here. So guys... Pettengill, they're, they're saying Mania is three weeks away. They've barely done any build on Raw. If you think about it, <laughs> other, than, yeah, other than LT and Bam Bam, they've barely talked about Sean and Diesel. They did other the whole than, Sid thing. Yeah, other than that, other than that, the after the match he had with uh, Jarek. Undertaker and King Kong Bundy have had no interaction no, yeah. on Raw. They throw together... Let's not complain about that. Oh, here's this where they... They, they talk about, oh, they have a manly handshake. They don't even talk about the kiss again. Never again they will talk about the kiss. It didn't Homophobic hit. 90s. <laughs> Pretty much. They didn't hit the demographics very well. Look at this shitty team. <laughs> Look at those main eventers from WrestleMania. IRS, is he sweaty? Yes. I like Nikolai Volkov is in that uh, that fucking thing, and we are have we not gonna, seen him. Are we going to go in and talk about how the Million Dollar Corporation has more WrestleMania main eventers than ever? We're saving you that one. Okay, we're going to do that mania? Yeah. I see Brandon's heart. <laughs> Thank you, guys. He's having a stroke. <laughs> He's just He's dying toast, over there. Toast. Oh, God. Toast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit, guys. And the thunder rolls. That, that's God smiting us with thunder. About the crucifixion joke. We have a thunder oh, storm. Yeah, there's so where long. he goes singing, What a man, what a man. He's like, What am I doing? <laughs> He's Ooh. killing the business. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Ooh, salt and pepper. Oh my god, raise the like, Ooh, the machismo. That's what she said, too. That's exactly what she said. <laughs> <laughs> he just made me spit everywhere, you motherfucker. <laughs> we all know Brandon Swallows. Ooh, Aww. Big Daddy, more like Big Puffy. She says that, too. Oh my god. 
Oh man, <sighs> salt, salt and pepper. Was, what a man! What a man! How how far how, how far after this was their like relevance? Here's here's this something else that's funny. He's like I Todd look. Pettengoven makes a joke about Pam Anderson getting married. He's like, it's funny how uh. A tattoo on your ring finger will change your perspective on people. <laughs> That's what he does. That it's like everyone knows she becomes a bitch after that or something. Dude, Sean cuts an amazing promo here where he's talking. He's like, like he's supposed to be talking <laughs> about like about her. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like looking all nice with a beautiful chest, and he's like, oh yeah, and there's pants. Nice legs <laughs> yeah. type. Uh, uh, their their final hit song. Uh, at this time, had been two years prior to this. They had a minor hit in 1997. I, I do like here. He's like he's like when I he's when I beat Diesel. He's like me and you are gonna was it like paint the town or something like that. Sean does cut a great promo. Yeah, here. I have in my notes. Sean's promo is great. <clears throat> She's like, yeah, I don't want to be here. Get your fucking arm off me. Where's Tommy Lee and the big tech that could drive a boat? Just kind of. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Ah, Sean, could, Sean could do just as much as many drugs as Tommy Lee. What do you think about that? You big <laughs> oh kid, yeah, there's the main event of WrestleMania: Undertaker oh versus God. King Kong. But the more they show matches, the more I don't want to watch that <laughs> show. Dude, I cannot wait to watch that show. It's gonna be so look. Crazy. It's Dead Man versus Dead Man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Sorry, oh. <laughs> Bret Hart versus Mr. Bob Backlund. <laughs> It may show up and be an MVP in this episode. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Brennan, that was Th- this match is so, so This match you. is so bad, too. Like, why is that? that, that match is, Brett, Brett says bad. this is his worst, like, one of his worst matches ever. <sighs> Him versus Bob Backlund. And it, it, it shouldn't be. No, but it's just, they should never put the I quit stipulation mm-hmm. on it. Wish I was a dream. I mean, a lot of Brett, Look, it's a picture matches. of uh, fucking Razor Ramon from 92. Yeah. That's like right after, like right around when, oh, I'd say probably 93. When he was then a, they just inverted the image. When, <laughs> when he was a literal bad guy. <laughs> now he's got a Z on his head. <laughs> <laughs> They're dumb. Who's it? Oh, Owen Hart See, they, they just randomly home. put this on here, too. That, that silhouette is not big enough for Yokozuna. Hey! Hey! Spoiler alert. Sorry. Maybe we got listeners who are just following along and won't be like, surprise, and you're I, fucking I'm, it up. I'm, I'm sorry that if you don't know what happened 25 years ago. <laughs> Literally smoking hey, guns. Hey, did you know that there was also a civil war one time? <laughs> hey, man, did you realize the smoking guns are about to wrestle two dead men? Oh. Oh. And one's got a dead career. Oh. Bar gun. Here we Here. go. Here, Here we go. This and is where they turn. This is where they turn heel. I have something to say about about Billy Gunn. Um, when they did the the new Midnight Express, why the fuck didn't they throw Billy Gunn in there? Billy Gunn, look at him. His, he looks like fucking Sweet Stan Lane. He was part of the New Age Outlaws. Yeah, the New Age Outlaws were, were catching traction. They're already tag stuff. champs, man. I'm just this saying. Was, that was just saying. God, he does it like Sweet Stan. It would, have, it would have been he would have, of the guns to put in there. That he would was, have been the more uh, effective. That was the shittiest roll through on a fucking crossbody I've ever seen. Yeah, but they but we get men on a mission turning hill, which is planting the seeds for uh, Mabel to win King of the Ring '95. So we have that to look forward to, too, guys. Oh, oh God! Oh, oh Bart, you're dead. You're dead, Bart. Have you noticed Good that, DDT. that Mabel's uh, his the way the the like chevrons on his pants or an M. Look, they look like the Whataburger logo I thought it was an M it is an M but but he's so big that it's if you look at it the right direction it just becomes a W I don't like you making fun of obesity on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Canadian thing of you to do I'm sorry we don't have free health care down here <laughs> 
<laughs> where everybody can get some help. No, I'm really disappointed. Well, maybe maybe if Mabel had spent more money on health care rather than on cheeseburgers, he'd still be alive. Whataburger it all ties together. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what Whataburger is. Did you Google that, you Canadian bitch? <laughs> I, I hate the fact that, you're, that your Canadian flag is just sitting on the ground over there I'm not for fucking, episodes now. I'm, not I'm surprised you didn't compare thing. it to Tim Hortons. It's some ketchup chips. You, you know more about it than I do. It's because I've watched a lot of they, Canadian they, Guys, they, they threw this match together. Luger and Bulldog were just announced against the Blue Brothers. It should have been a triple threat. Diesel, Bulldog, Shawn Michaels for the title. If it would have been... 2021 logic? Yeah. Or like Brandon said, we made it a point too, there would have been a pay-per-view between Mania and, and uh, Rumble in the Mania. And Just like they did in uh, 96 where they had Sean and Owen. Yeah. 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 Oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. It's a pencil. JTT. Uh, shout out to our, our buddies over at Joe Blow. They just did a, a, a video basically like, hey, what the fuck ever happened to that guy? I haven't watched it because I don't give a fuck, but I love Joe Blow. <laughs> um, but I, here's a spoiler. Probably in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> did his character die on Home Improvement? Yes, he did. Or maybe he did. did. Or maybe <laughs> no, he did. 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 Died. He died horribly, and his family just forgot about it. Here's Jerry Lawler with your hottie for this week. Before we roll into this match, you want to know how long, Travis, that segment was, the Mania segment? Probably about nine minutes. Eight minutes, 12 seconds. God, I was close. Eight fucking minutes of a, an hour wow, show. That's about 45 minutes. And, and that's why you're a poor lover, because you think you lasted longer than you actually did. <laughs> In my head. In my head. You don't like think hey, I gave hey, more pleasure hey, than I hey, really did. hey. So am I. <laughs> Can we all just shake hands on this? Now? Great, great podcaster, average lover. Average to mediocre. It depends. It depends on if I'm having a good dick day and um, and how many times I masturbate beforehand. Can I ask you one question? When did you first fall in love with you already, Bull Nakano? You already asked me one question by asking me that question, but I'll answer two. Um, I uh, Bull Nakano. Um, I wouldn't say that I love her, but I lust. <laughs> Did lust. you come out like an Iron Maiden t-shirt or something one time? Uh, Megadeth t-shirt. Oh, and, Megadeth. Uh, I have her on a, a 2K20. Oh, I bet you do. And um, and her fucking attire is her wearing that Megadeth t-shirt. <laughs> it's the feud that yeah. will not die. <laughs> so Bull Nakano's with Jerry Lawler. Uh, Jim Cornette says this proves that Japanese is on that the Japanese is on his side. It's good to see Brett back on Raw, just to see some star power. I always feel like the first live episode is always usually the one of the better ones because. They, they they they're pushing some good shit out there. Well, and well, they haven't they haven't killed the crowd by having them sitting for you know. Did we not determine that this is really the first so, singles match without them having like some kind of either stip so, tag team or some bullshit where we wrestle two matches? I watched this episode finally yesterday. We watched it before when we recorded the last episode. Mm. We watched it after we finished, and then I watched this over yesterday, and I started thinking. This has been going on since fucking King of the Ring '93, so June of '93. Mm-hmm. Now. How many? I couldn't think. Like, has Jerry and Brett ever had a one-on-one match on pay-per-view, or like even like on Raw or something like that? And I started researching it. The only thing that really happened that you know they wrestled at SummerSlam '93, uh, but Brett, Brett has to wrestle Doink because Jerry Lawler said he was in a car wreck and hurt his hurt his leg. He's getting blown by a toddler. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, my God. Whoa, <laughs> That's whoa. dark. Whoa. 
Um, and Grizzly Smith. Now. After no. you know, Brett ha- Brett gets blasted with a fucking crutch, and uh, then he, uh, Jack Tunney comes out and says he, that Lawler must face Brett. Brett put the sharpshooter on legit, as because uh, Brett was kind of giving him a receipt for that that crutch shot. Um, Mr. Bob Backlund out there, I guess. I fucking love this. Owen Hart's number one fan. He looks, he looks fantastic right there, by the way. So I started breaking it down. Like, when did they have another match? Well, of course, you know, SummerSlam, the next pay-per-view is uh, Survivor Series. Um, it doesn't happen there because the, the alleged, the alleged uh, uh, incident with Jerry Lawler. And according, uh, according to the, I guess it's all, it was all came out that she made up, that she fabricated the whole story. Yeah, they um, tarnished what, him for Yeah, they said it was like the mo- a mom and daughter. Like, I think it was like towards like the USWA. However, they did feud in the USWA. And 93, but we never saw it on WWF television. So, coming back, this is like the first, this is kind of like the blow-off match, kind of. But it reunites the feud. Yes. They they hadn't really had a match, because of course, after 93, Lawler doesn't come back for a while. Brett becomes champion, and then it goes right with his feud with Owen, and then into Backlund. So, we never get it until now. Which is wild that, you know, it's two years later and we're just now kind of getting some yeah, kind of this conclusion would, of this. This would never happen now. Oh, this, it would have been forgotten. This, they would have had they, a flashback to June of 93 in a promo package to tell you about something. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. We're going to find out how in a bread of heart is a racist. <laughs> this, bill, this is building that you're a racist. <laughs> no. I'm not surprising, so buddy. I'm a tele-JJ. I'm a tele-JJ. This is starting to build to the feud with Hakushi and Brett, which actually does not last very long. But Unfortunately, it, like, fuck, man. I, I, I can watch these dudes wrestle. No, they, they steal the doink angle again because when he wrestles uh, Lawler on the In Your House spoilers coming up, he has to wrestle... Hakushi first, then he wrestles Lawler. Again, and Lawler wins, and then that's what leads to the kiss match. Hakushi doesn't even have a match at WrestleMania. Hakushi I guess hasn't he really... had a match since the beginning of 95. Well, he's had a couple of matches on Raw. He's had, what, two? HIV, with, HIV Hardy. Hardy, and then he wrestled... Uh, uh, I can't remember fuck. who else he wrestled. I can't remember. Uh, it was another jobber that he gave it too much bull- offense I think, bull- to I think it was Bully Tantrum. So oh, probably, yeah. Was. He gave too much offense to him, though. I just, every time I see Shinja, though... I just hear Bruce Hart. I mean, not Bruce Hart, but Bruce Pitcher going, "I'm gonna go to tell the JJ." The thing with Jerry is Jerry's such a good heel, and he's a very old school worker. Like he doesn't do a whole lot of flashy things. He took that bulldog flat on his ass though, hard. Like Jerry's just soaking it all in. Shut up! They're called him Burger King. Like, look at him. He's so like. <laughs> <laughs> The hitman will whop him one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> too bad your font's too small, you old fucking geezer. They can't read it that far away, you piece of shit. Goddamn, I hate trap. <laughs> so, of course, one of the biggest things is uh, Jerry Lawler was cutting all these one-liners on Helen Hart. And <laughs> they're all gold. <laughs> they're, all gold. There is a bunch of really good one-liners from Jerry Lawler just throughout the years uh, that... Ooh, he always took those buckles hard as fuck. Brett Hart, that is, by he <laughs> pronouns, pal. Here's just a few of mine. I looked them up online just because they made me laugh. Helen Hart is the only person I know with an autographed copy of the Bible. <laughs> True. Oh man, there's some. Oh, other. They pulled some as a, as a baby, Bret Hart was so ugly that they had to put tin and windows on his incubator. <laughs> I like that one too. That was pretty funny. Uh, let's see, here's some other ones. It was, of course, the whole Andy. Uh, Do you think Mojo Raleigh was <laughs> copying Bonacano's face? Uh, 
<laughs> face paint? When he tried to do that whole blue thing, yeah. cracking on his face? Maybe. But it was not good. Yeah. I'm but, so out of the loop. I don't even know what you're talking about, and I don't want to know about Mojo it. Mojo Raw is one of the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Talk about some uh, wrestling ruin shit. <laughs> Here's another one. It says, Michael Cole, what did you get for Christmas except drunk? <laughs> that made me laugh, too. Mick Foley looks like an unmade bed. <laughs> Cole, you could write your whole life story on a piece of confetti. That's I'll a good one. I'll never forget that one. <laughs> We were watching that. And I popped hard when he said that. What's twelve inches long and hangs in front uh, in front of ass in front on ass? <laughs> Mankind's tie. <laughs> oh, Bonacato there getting getting involved. Is he going to hit a woman? That's exactly what Cornet says. Oh no! Technically, that should have been a disqualification. But who's pointing fingers? She didn't. She didn't. How'd she get her hair stay so, like that? So I mean, I guess. Well, I was going to say, you threw him a joke. <laughs> I knew where you were going. It's supposed to set him up. Up, up, up. Uh, I'm going to end my... Uh... I wish she would drag me under there <laughs> so I could jizz in her hair to get it stand. I was like, God damn it, Travis. Motherfucker. So, uh, this is leading because Ahmed Johnson does show up. This is the last one-liner I'm going to throw. This one's not so PC. Ahmed Johnson came from a neighborhood where the most common wor- words heard were, you have the right to remain silent. Oh. Jesus Christ. He had some about Warrior that were pretty good in that run in 96. Oh, Jake Roberts' wife is real ugly, but according to him, that's not there's that's nothing. A six-pack and a light switch game. <laughs> there's some good ones with that. They, they blew the chance with Hakushi and Bolnikano. Oh my God! Hey, Mark Henry, where are your gold medals? We all know if Mark Henry won a gold medal, he'd just take it and have it bronzed. Oh my fucking God, dude! <laughs> There's some dark ones here. Whoa! But this was a different time and a different world. That we're you famous. never really know a woman till you meet her in court. <sighs> he, he, should he, know. he should know. <laughs> oh man! So good stuff, guys. Uh, Jerry Lawler, not so PC. Mm. However. I mean, it's fucking wrestling, man. Come I mean, it's on, thirty years ago, some of this stuff was. And like, the, remember the remember the time it's in '93 raw where he's standing on the balcony though, and Brute and Helen and Stu are there, and he and just, just tearing them, he just cut them apart, and Brett's in the ring. And he's yeah. wearing all black. And he's he's one of the first suit. people too that makes the the Stu. Hey, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you shit it, big man? Oh, man. Well, if you uh, think you can kick my ass, why don't you come in and do it? Come on, Reggie. Come on, Reggie. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Bret Hart stories he ever told about fucking Owen and uh, Stu. Fucking Owen got me. Oh, man. Little prick. Guys, this episode flew by. This was not a bad episode at all. Well, do you know why it flew by? Because what? it was... An actually good episode of Raw. Well, hold on. Let's look here. It's this. This episode is forty-five minutes long. We take into account that basically ten of that is Todd Pentengill. Todd Pentengill. Like that's a half an hour of promo packages and, and wrestling. I like how they, they have that picture of Razor there. Yeah. Next week, guys, we get Razor Ramon versus uh, Henry Godwin. They do have Bob the Builder group. This one gets Jimmy Uh. Goddamn Del Rey, the gigolo. It's a tag team title match. However, they just promoted a tag title match at WrestleMania, so I wonder who's going to win that. Well, it's because they're like, (laughs) they're saying that if they get by the heavenly bodies, man. This segment is fucking fantastic. It's gold. I do not like the fact that Barry Horowitz isn't selling the leg here, though. I agree with you. He put some icy hot on it. What? I agree with you, Travis. I, I. Man, they dropped the ball with Backlund. 
But like they th- did so much great stuff with him, and they're 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 basically turning him babyface here. It gives him a title speak to shot. what's going to happen. What, what's going on right now? Okay, well, so they're they're wanting to sign this return match for for Horowitz, Horowitz and and, and Jeff Jarrett, but <laughs> Bob Backlund comes out and crossface chicken wings the fuck out of him and signs his own name on the contract. And Jeff's like, Jeff's like, Jeff's no, like, Bob, what are you doing? No, no, no. This this it sells it so this good. contract would not be legal. Because um, his name's not officially on it. Well, and and the fact and this would be like a duress sort of situation, but it's all the same. This is entertaining as fuck. Yeah, and fuck the crowd pops for Backlund, and it's like you have this this big blow off match you're you're building to an I quit match with you know Backlund who's just been a <laughs> Jeff fucking starts attacking Horowitz for getting cross stopping the shit. But, but Backlund has been presented as just this like. Just fucking, I mean, dominating heel like an unstoppable force, and then you're doing these things that like that put him in like a baby face. Yeah, because they put him, they put the he puts crossface on Jerry Lawler a few episodes back, and that gets a huge crowd reaction. So you're already planting the seeds that if you wanted to turn him into a baby face, fuck you could. But I will tell you that that little angle they did right there bleeds into the next Raw really well because I watched it. Razor's pissed because he thinks that. That title might they, be taken it, away. Get taken away by Backlund, and then his match with Jarrett isn't for the belt, and then Backlund will have to face Bret Hart. So, and then they almost like turn Bret and Razor against each other because Bret's like, if Backlund wins, my match is a title match now. So, like, and, so this, like, this kind of it, it bleeds in really well. That kind of goes back to uh, when it's the night after uh, I want to say the fi- uh, final four when Bret does the you know the frustrate isn't a goddamn word for it because oh. Austin is trying to help Bret win so that ma- their match oh, is that's for the, the fucking cage title. Match. That's like. Two weeks later, yeah, yeah. So he's trying, he's trying to help him get the title back. So their matches for the title at Mania because the, when he costs them the belt against Sid the night after Final Four, they don't have a match at Mania mm-hmm. yet. So then they make the match for Mania, and then he tries to help him win the cage match, and then Undertaker tries to help Sid win the cage match because he wants the belt at Mania. And it all worked out great because that's one of my favorite promos. I love '97. He's like frustrated. Isn't the goddamn word for it? <laughs> like, yeah, because Brett talks about how he said he could go out there and say whatever he wants, and then he did. He's like, "Why did you say that?" He's like, "You said I could he say says, whatever I want." He <laughs> says, "You've screwed me. I got screwed at the Rumble. Krill Monsoon screwed me." He says, "Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be." And then Austin comes up on the camera and says, "All you do is cry." And then <laughs> pop, pop the crowd pops. <laughs> Oh man! So, guys, final thoughts on this episode? Redeemed, uh, redeemed, big time. I'm Good gonna, episode. I'm gonna go with the redeemed. This is probably the second best episode of Raw we've watched. I give the one with Diesel and Jarrett still first. Pretty good one. But this match, if you think about it, every match was a name versus name, which I know people get iffy about name versus names. But yeah, especially you know, at NGW. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying, like. You, there was no real filler. Like, I guess I guess the only match you could consider filler was the first one, but it was it was the purpose was to get the Blue Brothers over strong. Yeah. So right now, like I I have my notes. Everything on the show progressed a storyline and made sense. Except for Todd Patton goes. I mean, I, I do have my notes too. The Mania report ran long, which I guess said it was eight, almost I eight just, and a half minutes. I don't get how that can you? You could have had a Hakushi squash match in half the but time. You could have split the screen and did like a split talking, yeah. and then them having a match. But Which I get is, it's three it's three weeks away from Mania. They did the same thing with the Rumble. I get it. I, Vince is trying to drive home, you know, pay per view buys. I understand that. Here's the thing, though how how like how long beforehand do you think they recorded those Mania reports? Because it literally Pettengill cut one two weeks prior with no mullet, but that was the <laughs> one before 
they go to the hard rock and then it's like now they've they're back into the archives of the ones he's recorded up to this point. I think they surgically reimplanted that because it's like, listen, if we're gonna have you on the fucking roster giving out exposition, we need you to look as dorky Extension. as possible. Extensions, put so, extensions into his. So we got a redeemed across the board. Then redeemed across the board. Who would you say is the MVP? I think this one's a tough one. Backline for me. Uh, Backline, even though like he doesn't even have a match, but his, uh, him staying in the crowd, great, great visual, and then you have that ending part is just. I I just feel like from top to bottom, man, like the tag match was good for what it was. Uh, back, uh, or Jarrett versus Barry Horowitz was great for what it was. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry and Brett, to me, I felt like it was kind of one of the weaker matches of the, of the three. Well, they had a lot of going on during that match. You had a lot the, of ballyhoo. Yeah, ballyhoo. you had um, you had the whole Shinja and Hakushi outside, Bonacano, Bonacano. interference stuff. I'm, my MVP is going to be... I was going to say Barry Horowitz just be a piece of shit, but I'm going to say Bob Backlund as well. And that, I think him, it sets up nicely for the next Raw. They set, he's watching Brett's match. It's like he got the pop of the night pretty much with what he did. So I'm going to To me, this is the, this is, like I said it just a little bit ago, but this is one of the first Raws that we've watched in 95. And we're on episode 13, so we've watched like 10 of these fucking things. Um, yeah, this was episode 10, yeah, overall. So, we've watched 10 episodes of Raw. This is the first <laughs> fucking one where everything on the show progressed something, leading towards something. It's mania time. I agree. Jeff Jarrett's probably my, would be my runner-up for MVP. So, well, guys, that's the end of this episode. However, on the other side of things... Let me w- get Vader in a handicap match. WCW <laughs> Saturday Night. This one took place, place two nights before this episode of Raw, so March 11th, 1995. Macho Man Randy Savage uh, defeated Bob Starr. Blacktop Bully defeated Tim Horner. So I feel like we keep seeing the same... <laughs> Bob Starr, Tim Horner. Same ones. I want to be a law man. Alex Wright uh, <laughs> actually defeated Arn Anderson, the TV champion Arn Anderson by countout. Oh, okay. So the title did not change hands, which I think the the TV title on Alex Wright... Would have been a good. Would have been a good. I hope everybody saw the purchase of the week last week. Was that autographed Alex Wright eight by ten? So I'm going to get it framed. I'm going to put it over here in the and black lodge one day. The main. I, I don't have. I don't have room. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm assuming this episode because there's there's not that many matches. I think they're hyping up. Uh, um, a lot of uncensored lot of control centers and um, shit. Because Vader won a squash match where I could not even find the person that he beat anywhere online. I was about to bust out the Toshiba to see what it was, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So we will have another another uh, rundown of Saturday nights that take place before the next episode of Wrestling Run, which will be WCW Uncensored. <laughs> All right, uh, I want to give a little inside baseball. <laughs> so rules are out the window. Last the last Saturday, me and Fat Tony uh, were recording uh, an episode for for rants. And this is the drunkest I have ever been doing a podcast, like bar none. Probably the drunkest I've been probably in the past decade. And after we finished the podcast, we're trying to sober up. And I'm like, man, let's let's throw on Uncensored. I got to watch it. It'll make it easier being drunk. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> so I, I was so fucking lost. So you, I'm going to have to watch this shit Again, but oh, sober. I, I started watching it. It's it's brutal. But I, I remember sending this message in the group group chat. I don't know if you saw it or not. 
But I said I really wish they would release the unedited version of King of the Road. Yeah, and I said no. And I think and that's I the new that. Holy Grail. I mean, we got Bret Hart versus what was his face? Uh, uh, Tom McGee. Tom McGee. So now we need Justin Rhodes, Blacktop Bully, King of the Road, unedited. You know why that's not going to happen? Why? I'll give you two reasons. Number one, no one wants it. Number two, Dustin Rhodes works for a different company. Travis, I have been friends with you for 11 years, and that's the most questionable thing you've ever said to me. And I've been drunk. I've I mean, seen you do things see, to people. I just want to see what was so bad about it. Like, I mean, the match is fucking god-awful to begin with. I have parties... They stop for a fucking church van. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> fucking bullshit. I have partied so hard with you and passed out multiple times in your vehicle in the back seat, and that's still the most questionable thing you've ever asked of, of I us. I want it. I thought you were going to say, I've passed out in your mouth <laughs> so many times. I want it. That's true. That's true as well. When you're friends this long, everything like that just becomes normal. And they also have... What is it? Are you going to do a match rundown? Or, I am. Or, I am God damn it, because I'm about to do it. So here's, so here's the matches that we get from Uncensored. Of course, Uncensored has a theme of pretty much, it's non-sanctioned. Oh, don't worry, because during the fucking pay-per-view, every match, one of the wrestlers yells, it's no disqualification. <laughs> you get the King of the Road match. Boo! <laughs> With Dustin Rhodes versus Blacktop Bully. If you want to hear us just rip apart an entire pay-per-view, this is the one. This pay-per-view sucks. I haven't drank on a podcast, a Wrestling Ruin podcast, in a while. I, I, I will be drinking will on this one. Oh, God. We get a martial arts match with special <laughs> referee Sonny Ono between Ming and Hexal Jim Duggan. There's a, guess what? Spoiler, there's a tin punch in it. That's a, that's a Duggan spot. And he's also dressed up very racist. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing American flags and all this shit. And, like, he's got, like... He looks like he just stepped out of fucking over the top with Sylvester Stallone. How dare you talk <laughs> shit about over the top right that now? That movie sucks. Terry Funk's in that movie. How yeah, dare you? Terry Funk. So is Robert Loja. Robert Loja. Let's get rolling with this. We're almost done. We get a boxer versus wrestler what? match with Johnny B. Bad with Rock Finnegan. You know how bad that me. fucking match is? Versus Arn Anderson. That's where I stopped. <laughs> It's terrible. Singles match Avalanche versus Macho Man no, Randy actually, Savage. I got to that match. Not that. Ugh. But they, they, <laughs> they have a promo package with Art Anderson selling a fucking, like a fucking trailblazer. He's like, I just got this trailblazer. I'm going to rip that mountain up. <laughs> Here's a little something about me. And then, like, it's like a fucking promo package on him. It's fucking terrible. I'm, I'm going I'm to actually quote. We're going to have someone read the script on that one. God. Oh, we fuck. get Sting versus Big Bubba Rogers. <laughs> a false count anywhere match between Harlem Heat and the Nasty Boys. And then, of course, oh, a yappa pie strap. That's not yappa pie. <laughs> a leather strap match between Big Van Vader and Hulk Hogan with the Renegade. Sherry is live and in living color for this one, Brandon. I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all on board. I, didn't, I did not make it that far, <laughs> that far in. You know where Jimmy Hart is? He got kidnapped on the main event before the fucking pay per view starts by Vader, and I'm not lying. You're giving me, giving me shit about spoiling things. I legit didn't know that. Oh, damn it! <laughs> and then he brings in his ultimate surprise, which is fucking yeah, keep alluding to his fucking ultimate renegade or whatever. Like they put here, watch some indoctrination videos of Ultimate Warrior. Just don't say anything racist. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what he did. Okay, it wasn't an Ultimate Warrior knockoff. That's what Hogan said, "You gotta oh, believe shit, what Terry guys. says." So. Terry's Belay's penis is this big. Hulk Hogan's penis is this big. Apparently, apparently it is. We, uh, 
Crispin Wall murdered his family, but Wild Pegasus did. <laughs> we made that, we made that uh, reference earlier. Oh so, guys, uh, let's kind of polish up this episode. Uh, Brandon, talk about uh, Rants in the Black Lodge. So, our, our four-year anniversary is coming up. August 1st, we're going to have a retrospective, a 35th anniversary retrospective for Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. It's Arguably one of, one of the best Friday the 13th films. I, definitely. We'll be talking about that in depth. And then later on in the month, we'll have a watch-along commentary for uh, another mid-80s staple of my childhood, Death Wish 3, a movie in which Charles Bronson blows up a punk with a rocket launcher. <laughs> Pretty sure that was on some one of those B-movie channels the other night when I was scrolling through. It's so good. What about, what about some Project Louder? About well, yeah, ProjectLouder.net. Check us out there. Both Rants and uh, Wrestling Ruin, both available. Shout out to our, our buddy uh, TJ Bowser, the Eric Bischoff, to our NWO. TJ, we need to update a subscriber count. Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you have as much opportunity to talk to him as he does to you. I need to beat off to how many subscribers we have. Well, then you ask him, ask him for the numbers, Jesus. Speaking of uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, we announced that nice Eric, segue there. Yeah, so I know. Uh, Eric Bischoff is actually going to be our guest at the next NGW show, which is Uncivil War, once again taking place in Knoxville at Jackson Terminal in the old city. Uh, really cool fun fact, guys. I know me and Cody kind of alluded to it um, talking on our podcast that we did on our uh, NGW page. Um, the venue loved us, uh, and they they gave us a lower rate to continue to come back there. That's great. And really excited for that. The venue was awesome. We, uh, we have already sold uh, pretty much over 100 pre-sale tickets for this next show already, which is cool because there's other shows that can't even sell a hundred tickets in general. We've already sold a hundred pre-sale ones. And speaking from the show, I, there was so many people that bought tickets at the door still. And cause I took their money myself and I'm really excited guys. I'm grateful that, you know, everything's kind of get to some normalcy. Uh, WWE's running uh, shows with crowds. AEW is running, you know, shows with crowds and we're getting to do the, the same thing. And, uh, but check us out at nextgentn.net. You can get your tickets there. Uh, we also announced, I believe it was yesterday, day before, that Davey Richards is coming back. Yeah, awesome. Uh, uh, do, do you uh, have any idea who he's going to be working at this? Uh, oh, I do, show? but I'm not going to tell anybody yet. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, tell hey, me man. I mean, the crapshoot that one guy says, he might not show up again. No, he won't. I bet he'll be right this time. You're gonna look, you're gonna look <laughs> fucking stupid. You're gonna, you're gonna owe stupid him money. Him again. But yeah, guys, I mean, we had we had a really good uh, time. Definitely go check us out on the High Spots Wrestling Network, uh, Best Nine Ninety Nine in the Biz, um, where the whole show is streamed on there. Um, Follow yeah. us on social media at Wrestling Ruined. It's great. Mm-hmm. Look up the Facebook page where selling anything. Uh, well, I mean, I've got to sell some stuff uh, because I got to start this whole. I started this whole weekly. Purchase thing with Alex right here on the Facebook page. Well, and, I thought uh, you were going to say you got to start saving money because you have a wedding coming up. Or well, sell I, I some stuff. That, that too. That's, that's nowhere near I, as I think, I think the podcast is more important than that. Right? I, I agree. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I actually have. Put how, up, how? Okay. How? How dare you? How dare I've, you? I've almost put up. I've almost got back up to five hundred things on eBay again. So TJ, TGL the man, twelve on there. We're pushing forward. I used my 250 free listing, so... Uh, hey, you did that gotta, at my house, gotta, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, i got to wait to uh, get some more listings at the beginning of next month and put another 250 things up, and we're going to sell this stuff, pay for a wedding, slash honeymoon, slash whatever else. 
reconstructive anal surgery because Travis gonna get pounded. And speaking of Travis selling stuff, uh, really quick, guys. Last weekend, I, I might set up a table at the fucking NGW show. Oh shit. <laughs> Just do it. We look, yeah. Okay, go ahead. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, really quick, you know, speaking of figures, uh, last Sunday I went to Target uh, and uh, I went to McKay's, of course, found fucking Live and Dangerous fucking vinyl of Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Found and, uh, Unleashing the East by Judas Priest, two yeah. of the greatest live albums of all time. Also found uh, Bob Seger, um, Night Moves, because fuck that album's fantastic. Shout out to Danny Rainbows. We love you. Uh, oh, dude, he loves Bob <laughs> Seger. And then uh, on top of that, too, I found Cat Stevens, because I love Cat Stevens. Uh, but I found, I spent $40 on four vinyls, so it's fucking a great deal. What the hell are Zelina Vega figures? I'll skip past this still. Yeah, but getting back to that, right after I left McKay's, which is a fantastic place in Knoxville, Tennessee, we went to Target and they had just put out uh, figures of AEW. I was like, oh, they got Sammy uh, Guevara. They have, um, uh, who was it? Matt Hardy. And they have the. Yeah, they're not uh, even, you can't remember their names. Ortiz and Santana. I was like, cool. So I look and all of a sudden I see a Cody Rhodes. Like, oh, there's a Cody Rhodes. And I find another Cody Rhodes. I'm like, wait a minute. It's the fucking Chase. So it was one of a thousand. So uh, I spent $20 on it. I've listed it for 600 and people have already liking it. So I put it high on purpose because all of these people getting their child tax credits are going to blow their money oh, on pointless man, shit. I don't have one. So. I do. <laughs> That well, means I get their child tax money get, from wrestling. But yeah, so guys, if you... Why are you getting married if we're not sharing your <laughs> DNA with somebody? We lucked out. And then, of course, we got these cool commas. And then we found Zelina Vegas as well. So, but guys, thank you so much. This is episode 13. We're glad that you're sticking around with us. Next uh, next episode will actually air as we do Super Pod Saturday. And we will uh, potentially crown a new champion. At least I'm saying we will. Uh, potentially, uh, you may get to show up to your own party. That's how expertly uh, cautious and, um, um, you know, how planned out I have things in my favor. Uh, God, you know what I am waiting for? What's that, buddy? Your present unveils. Oh for your shit! So we'll we'll do that. So we're gonna do the super pod. <laughs> we're gonna do the. We're gonna do the uh, the title match on. Uh, uh, on our Facebook Live at Wrestling Ruined, and then also we'll go ahead and probably do the the the, the gifts as well on there. Gonna it's going to be a party, there. guys. We're we're going to have a lot of drunk people there <laughs> because I want to beat Brandon for the title. Oh, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thank y'all for listening. Y'all take care. We'll talk to you next episode. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>